0: then comes the news that it's too late, she's dead. Uh, But Jesus heard of it and answered Jairus and said to him, do not be afraid, only believe. She, she will be made whole. And uh, if we take a kind of a theme as a starting point this morning, we could take those two words, only believe. How do you become a Christian? Only believe. How do you go on in the Christian life? What does the Lord Jesus expect from us? only believe so there's no excuse this morning for forgetting the the text it's uh, just two words only believe and uh, i want to give you some reasons for believing in the lord jesus christ and um, as as we said when we read the passage in luke chapter 8 here uh, these two miracles they're wonderful miracles aren't they here's here's a woman and she's she's got a, a hemorrhage of blood she suffered for 12 years herself and uh, she believes that if she could just touch the, the edge of Jesus' garment, just the tassel on his robe, she believes that she will be cured, which is what happens. And, uh, and then there's this man, and it's all happening at the same time. And the two, the st- the t- the two people, they, they, they come to Christ about the same time. So, you, you could look at the stories separately. Uh, but um, Luke and the other gospel writers have, have recorded the accounts, the stories, uh, as they coincide. And um, the thing that joins the story together really is this theme of faith. Um, in, in verse 41, there, uh, Luke records for us the word behold. The word behold means to see. Look. Look what happens next. And there's a sense of excitement about it. The Lord Jesus, you know, when you read his miracles in the Gospels, uh, do, do they excite you? Maybe you've been a Christian for many years. But when you read the lord's miracles do they do they still excite you when you read them you know the old saying familiarity breeds contempt that something can be you can be used to something and it no longer has a sense of excitement to you anymore but uh, luke wants to cure us of that he begins the story by saying behold look a sense of excitement look look at what jesus does next and uh, it all looks so promising there in verse 40 we are told they were all waiting for jesus in capernaum there was great expectation great excitement all waiting for the lord jesus christ Uh, and yet we know later on that in in this very place capernaum most of the people didn't believe in jesus there's a warning there isn't there many people came into contact with christ they rubbed shoulders with him but they never came to believe on him they heard his message they 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 saw his miracles but they never personally believed and and that's a tragic thing isn't it you you can come to church you can hear the gospel you can you can come into contact with christian people you can know the good news back to front and and yet never come to believe yourself and so these miracles are recorded for us to to think about faith and to believe only believe remember that lovely story one, one of my favorite stories in the old testament is is Naaman uh, 2 Kings chapter 5 we, we used to have a, a, a when I was growing up a, a little ladybird book remember the ladybird books the Bible stories Naaman and the little maid and the pictures there were pictures in the book as well which helps and uh, the story of Naaman and do you remember Naaman's pride uh, he was he was covered in leprosy but he didn't want to dip himself in the River Jordan and uh, and then somebody just comes quietly alongside him and says look if, if 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 the prophet told you to do some great thing wouldn't you have done it he's only asking you just to to step out in faith into the river just believe and uh, it's a wonderful story isn't it but it's it's teaching us the lesson about pride we have to come to god in humility we have to put our pride to one side and and uh, only believe and so these miracles are recorded for us in, uh, in that way to encourage us to believe. But our focus in Luke chapter 8 has got to be the Lord Jesus Christ, doesn't it? Jairus is there. The, the woman with the issue of blood is there. There are crowds of people there. But, but the main character, the main person to focus on is Jesus, isn't it? Somebody made this comment many years ago. The scientist... The scientist may lose God in creation. The preacher may lose God in his sermon. We don't want to do that this morning, do we? We don't want to lose the Lord Jesus Christ in the sermon, in the details of the sermon. So, what what do we learn about the Lord Jesus here and uh, as we think about faith? Reasons to believe. Well, here's, here's a first reason to believe in verse 45 and 46. There's a sureness in Jesus. There's a sureness in the Lord Jesus. By sureness, I mean there's, there's a knowledge in Christ. He knows what He's about, and He knows His people. Let me just read to you again verse 45 and 46. Uh, the, the woman with the hemorrhage of blood, she comes to the Lord Jesus. She touches the edge of His garment, and, um, and then immediately she's cured. Verse 45 jesus said who touched me they all denied it and peter and those with him said master the crowds are thronging and pressing you and uh, are you saying who touched me lord don't be so ridiculous there are so many people around you and and you're asking who's touching you verse 46 jesus said somebody touched me for i perceived power going out from me Here's the first thing we learn about the Lord Jesus. Your reason to believe in the Lord Jesus. There is a sureness in Christ. He knows. And the word touched is repeated three times. And in the Bible, if, if a word is repeated, then it, we are meant to look at it again and to take note of it. It's the word touch. Somebody touched me, Jesus says. He knows and uh, the crowds are pushing the lord jesus there are multitudes there thronging him the woman comes in as as an individual there's a lesson there isn't there there are crowds of people there are millions of people in the world but you have to come to the lord jesus as an individual you have to believe yourself upon him and so that's how this woman comes and she touches the edge of his garment but as as soon as she does she's cured and and then the lord jesus sort of takes hold of her there's the faint little touch of the woman but there's the mighty grasp of jesus then upon her can you see that somebody touched me i know somebody touched me jesus says and then in verse 48 he in these words takes hold of the woman and he says daughter Be of good cheer your faith has made you whole go in peace can you see how uh, she comes with trembling faith with with a with a little grasp on the edge of his garment but but then the Lord Jesus Christ grasps her with a mighty hold and so there's a sureness in Jesus it's a reason to believe in him In the Gospel of John chapter 10 the Lord Jesus uh, speaks these words he says I am the Good Shepherd I know my sheep they know me I know them my sheep hear my voice and they follow me and I know them and no man shall pluck them from my hand there's a sureness there isn't there sometimes as Christians we we wonder well can I lose my salvation might, might I lose all the blessings that God has given to me? What if my faith is not strong enough? Well, maybe this miracle has, has a wonderful uh, message or lesson for us. Yes, yes, our faith very often is like the woman. It's, it's, a, it's a little touch. That's crucial. But then there's the mighty grasp of the Lord Jesus upon her. He knows his people. The apostle paul in galatians chapter 4 verse 9 he's writing to, to um, christians who are in danger of losing their way uh, on on their view of salvation and in galatians 4 verse 9 the apostle paul writes these words uh, you, you turn to god he says from idols and um, you came to know god or rather you are known by god Isn't that interesting how Paul doesn't change his mind, but he puts the two things side by side. You came to know God. Or rather, he says, let me put it another way. You are known by God. Takes hold of you. And it's a mighty grasp. And uh, so the Lord Jesus takes hold of this woman. Look at at, um, verse 48, uh, the three things that he says to her daughter. Not, not a physical connection, of course, but spiritually. This woman who would have been a, an outcast according to Jewish law because of her hemorrhage of blood, she was excluded from the synagogue. She was excluded from uh, mixing with people socially. That's probably why she comes just quietly uh, with, with her garments pulled over her head. Probably she doesn't want to be recognized. Uh, she's an outcast. But now the Lord Jesus regards her as a daughter. You are in the kingdom of God spiritually. Go in peace, he says. Your faith has made you whole. That's a mighty grasp, isn't it? When, when you become a Christian, when you believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, what happens? Well, really, you, you spend the rest of your life uh, realizing what God has done for you. faith is like a little grasp but then the lord jesus takes hold of you you begin to realize that he knew you in eternity long before you ever even came to him there are some words that uh, somebody wrote i don't know if it was a hymn or a poem some of you would probably know these words um uh, about the two the two grasps the two holes listen to these words I grasp thy strength make it my own my heart with peace is blessed I lose my hold and then comes down darkness and cold unrest let me no more my comfort draw from my frail hold of thee in this alone rejoice with awe thy mighty grasp of me (laughs) is not good it is important to come in faith, in simple faith like the woman. If you've never believed in the Lord Jesus Christ before, come today and, and, and you, you might be coming uh, like her. If I could just touch the, his garment, if I, I don't understand it all, but Lord, I'm coming just to touch you by faith. Come and believe on the Lord Jesus. But then you, you discover that he has hold of you with a mighty grasp. James Montgomery was a great hymn writer, and he he wrote a hymn for the communion service. And one verse uh, of the hymn has these words in it. When these failing lips grow dumb, and mind and memory flee, when thou shalt in thy kingdom come, Jesus remember me. Do you ever think of things like that? What, What if I what if I lose my memory? What happens to my salvation then if I can't remember what I've read in the Bible? What happens then? I think of a minister who knew, who knew the, the Bible back to front. He knew Greek back to front. He was a great student of the Bible. And then Alzheimer's comes. And uh, he can't remember anything. What happens then to salvation? His mighty grasp of you, his mighty grasp of me doesn't change. He still knows us you are known by god and that's one reason to believe in the lord jesus christ there's a sureness in the lord jesus we could say much more about that let's go to a second thing verse 47 to verse 50 there's a safety in jesus there is a safety in the lord jesus christ and uh, this is where these two stories they 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 they, they come together the woman is cured of her hemorrhage of blood and um of course there's been a disturbance now Jairus is there and and he's on tenterhooks uh lord my daughter's dying you know couldn't you just move a bit quicker and and then the message comes it's too late Jairus your daughter's died death has come and uh and then we are told in verse 50 as we read it do not be afraid only believe Jairus only believe And the same words that Jesus used to the woman, he now says to Jairus, the woman has been made whole, she will be made whole. And so there is safety in the Lord Jesus. They they, they were two different people, the woman, she'd been suffering for 12 years, Jairus' daughter, 12 years of age. And yet they, they coincide, it's interesting this story, isn't it, because I wonder, it doesn't say in the Bible, but Jairus was the ruler of the synagogue. He would have had the authority to put this woman outside because of her hemorrhage of blood. But here they, they come together. And in fact, Jairus is to learn something from the woman. Can you see that? The woman comes in faith. And that faith from the woman is now a challenge to Jairus. Jairus... Can you believe? Only believe? Let's say three three things quickly about faith, the example of faith. The woman came with a little touch. She came with a faith, a simple faith. And now the Lord Jesus says to Jairus, Jairus, your situation has now got worse. But um, can you believe like this woman? Can you trust me? It's a good lesson an important lesson for us in the christian life isn't it you know when the situation gets worse whether it's personal or national or spiritual in the church there's the example of a, are you are you an example of faith to other people i wonder do other people say about you and me you know i i, I wish i had their faith they don't seem to lose control they They don't seem to panic they don't seem to be anxious they they seem to have a calmness about them and in this story you see the woman with the issue of blood she she's believed and and now the lord is saying Jairus can you believe like this woman only believe and then and then there's the uh, there's the focus of faith it's not faith that saves us. Faith is not the power, but faith unites us to Christ. Let me take you back to verse 46. Jesus says, somebody touched me. I perceive power going out from me. The power is not in the faith. The, f- the power is in the Lord Jesus Christ, but faith faith is crucial to connect us to him. In Carmarthen, for the last few months, we've, we've had... Um, a visit from the Welsh water board the, the, they are spending 10 million pounds on water pipes for in Patalbot uh, so we've all got to put up with a bit of inconvenience in our streets the roads are being dug there are traffic lights everywhere and uh, they haven't come as far as our street yet but they are going to come in October November so look out uh, but the, the you know those big thick blue pipes they're being laid what are they for well so we can have water in our houses the, the pipe is not the water is it but without the pipe we wouldn't get any water and, and we can think of faith like that faith is the channel which brings the water of life which is Jesus to our souls it's Jesus that is the water but but faith is the link that unites us to Christ There's the example of faith, there's the focus of faith, which is always the Lord Jesus, there's the value of faith, whether, whether we're in life or in death. Jairus was now in death, wasn't he? The woman had had a, a problem in her life, but whether it's in life or in death, what's the lesson of these two miracles? Trust the Lord Jesus Christ. Some of you will will remember the late Vernon Hyam, many years ministering in Cardiff. And uh, he told the story some years back, many years ago now, uh, of how he was visiting one of his uh, members in hospital. And she was coming to the end of her life. And uh, she says to her minister, what do I do now then? The words of the minister, trust the Lord in death, As you have in life it's the same same thing trust him in death as you have in life and the story of Jairus and the woman with the issue of blood says the same thing to us this woman had a problem in life what was she to do trust the Lord Jesus Jairus and his family now his wife and himself and others in the family had lost this young girl what were they to do trust the Lord Jesus Christ the message is always the same. That's why it's never a difficult thing to preach the gospel to people. We, we're all different age in life. We're all at different stages. We're all at di- different problems in life. But um, we can all do the same thing, whatever our situation. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, trust Him. Only believe. Do you remember that great story in the Old Testament David killing Goliath? <coughs> How does David go out to kill Goliath? Do you remember what he says to King Saul? Well, he said, one day, you know, I was fighting a lion. And the Lord helped me to fight the lion. Another time, I was wrestling with a bear. And the Lord delivered me from the hand of the bear. And now he says, God will deliver me from the hand of this Philistine. You see how David was applying his same faith... In different situations one Christian has a problem in the workplace another Christian has a problem in the family there's illness or there's bereavement there's sorrow there's sadness but the thing to do is always the same only believe trust the Lord Jesus Christ in life as you have in death Cory ten Boom Who was in uh, Ravensbrück concentration camp in the second world war and uh, she writes these words in one of her books do not doubt in the dark what God has shown you in the light don't doubt in the dark when you go through difficult times what God has shown you in the light trust him in the light trust him in the dark the safety that is found in the Lord Jesus Christ And then lastly verse 51 to 56 there's there's a sureness in jesus there's safety in jesus and there's a sovereignty in the lord jesus and we notice how uh, the story of jairus ends his daughter's died all the people are weeping and mourning the professional mourners have turned up uh, with their musical instruments and jesus says she's not dead she's only sleeping they ridiculed him They knew that she was dead, and they laughed in the face of Jesus. Verse 54 says, He put them all outside. He took her by the hand and called her uh, and said, Little girl, arise, get up. And then her spirit returned, and she arose immediately. I I suppose I, I should ask, shouldn't I, whether we believe in these miracles? not take it for granted. Do you believe the miracles? Yes, believe. Some, Thank you, Terry. <laughs> it's important to believe that they happened, isn't it? If they didn't happen, then what hope do we have? Jesus raised a little girl from death. And, and two, two things we can learn here about the Lord Jesus as we close. He's, he's sovereign in His providence. we we as christians we don't believe things happen by chance but there's there's a thing called providence that everything is ordered by god even sufferings when i was reading through these miracles a a few weeks ago i i wondered about the number 12. Jairus's daughter was 12 years of age and how long had the woman been hemorrhaging blood 12 years any significance in the number 12? And, and then I discovered that some uh, Bible commentators and scholars, they, they, they suggest that, well, 12 in the Bible uh, really draws attention to the government of God. That God's government, his kingdom is orderly and he knows what he's doing. 12, 12 tribes of Israel, 12 disciples, 12 apostles of the Lamb. 12 gates of heaven you know the, the government of God is, is orderly and, and, and maybe here the number 12 is just a, a reminding us that nothing happens by chance even illnesses and diseases and, and and even death and bereavement are all in the hands of a sovereign God and he uses them for his purpose There was a man many years ago, and again, some of you will know this, um, this man. His name was John Flavel. I never know how to pronounce his name. Is it Flavel or Flavell? Flavel. Um, and he, he wrote a wonderful book called The Mystery of Providence. If you've never read it, you, you know, you could read it. You plow, plow your way through some of the, the, the long sentences and the, the old language. But it's a wonderful book where he talks about how, how thankful we should be for the providence of God. That, that things don't happen by chance. Rulers, political leaders of the world, they, they're not in control of the world. God is in control of the world. And God is in control of your life and my life. And, and listen to what John Flavel says, just a couple of sentences uh, about the providence of God. Listen to what he says. He says, that there, there's, not, there's not such a pleasant history for you to read in all the world as the history of your own lives. If you would but sit down and record from the beginning what God has been to you and done for you, what faithfulness and love there has been in all the conditions that you've passed through. If your hearts do not melt before you, before you've gone halfway through that history, they are hard hearts indeed. He's saying, you know Take, take time to sit down and think about your own life. Why are you still alive? Why am I still alive? There are boys that I was in school with and they're in their graves. Why am I still alive? Is that chance? Jairus's daughter and the woman with the hemorrhage of blood and on this, this day, the two of them meet. Jairus, as the ruler of the synagogue, would never have had anything to do with a woman because of her medical problem. But in the providence of God, they come together. Isn't that wonderful? And we are here this morning as Christians, and unless the Lord had touched our lives by His grace, we would never have crossed paths. We would never have known one another. But in the providence of God, He brings us into his kingdom sovereign in providence I'd like to read you now all of John Flavel's book (laughs) but we haven't got time last point he's sovereign in power the spirit of the little girl returned into her body and her parents were astonished death death is the great enemy isn't it the last enemy we've got no control over it but there is one person who has jesus and this miracle to me is is not just a pointer back to the past it's a pointer to the future what jesus did for this little girl one day he's going to do for all believers those who've died in christ their bodies will be raised and their soul or their spirit will be brought back to their bodies. Paul writes about it in 1 Corinthians 15. Behold, I show you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed in the twinkling of an eye. Loved ones that you've lost, their, their soul, spirit is now in heaven, but one day the body and the spirit will be brought back together by the power, the almighty power, of the Lord Jesus Christ. There's a resurrection to come. There's a minister in Scotland and a week before last, he put a post on his Facebook page uh, to say how sad he was that a a church in North Mississippi, I think in America, had burnt down. It was a Presbyterian church, a good gospel church, but it caught fire, the building, and, and it was all gone. And the minister was... Was saying how sad he was to see that this building had gone but he says we are resurrection people we are resurrection people are you a resurrection person do you have hope are you afraid of death are you afraid of dying no No. thank you ron (laughs) we have one who is the almighty conqueror of it and we can face it if he is with us and we know where we are going. Reasons to believe in the Lord Jesus. There's a sureness in Christ. When you reach out and trust in him, he has a mighty hold of you. There's a safety in Jesus and there's a sovereign power in the Lord Jesus Christ. I invite you this morning, if you've never believed on the Lord Jesus before, to believe in him today. Say in your heart, Lord, I don't understand. I don't know much of the bible may be but help me to believe and those of you who have believed for many years go on believing and go on trusting in the lord jesus christ as the days go by let's pray together before we sing our last hymn heavenly father how thankful we are today that you've not left us in this world uh, on our own but you've provided a Savior for us, one who lived and died and rose again. And we thank you today, Lord, that because of that great sacrifice of Jesus, that we can belong to him. Now I belong to Jesus. Jesus belongs to me, not for the years of time alone, but for eternity. And we pray, Lord, that each one here today might reach out in faith to the Lord Jesus Christ. Help us to only believe, and thou shalt see that Christ is all in all to thee bless your word to each and every heart, we pray by your spirit. In Jesus' name, amen.